0: You are not forgotten. You will never be forgotten.
1: From Chicago, it's the Old St. Pat's Podcast Sunday Series, a show that highlights weekly reflections from Old St. Patrick's Church. Today's episode is in memory of Chuck Kolosik, loving son, husband, and father, and owner and baker at Ingram's Busy Bee Bakery on Main Street in Downers Grove. If you or anyone you know is interested in purchasing his fully equipped, wonderful community bakery, please email communications at oldstpats.org and we can put you in touch with Chuck's wife. Our prayers are with the Kolosik family during this difficult time. We all want to be remembered. Even Jesus wanted to be remembered when he asked his disciples to do this in memory of me during the Last Supper. Why do we remember? Because our shared memories connect us, shape our history and our culture. And when we are remembered, it makes us feel loved, valued, and appreciated. It makes us feel like we made a difference. The recent news of service members and all those killed in Afghanistan, Hurricane Ida occurring during the 16th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, and the continued loss of lives due to COVID-19 causes us to realize how important it is to remember victims of hard times. Today, Father Ken Simpson reminds us that God never forgets us, and in turn, we are called to show others that they are not forgotten.
0: As we gather here this morning, yet another national Tragedy is uh, potentially happening. We gather Hurricane Ida is moving towards the Gulf Coast, and people are getting ready. As many commentators, including the president, pointed out, this is ironic, or whatever, that this is the 16th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, a category three hurricane that came to that same area of our country and over 1,800 people died, mostly in the flooding of New Orleans. Sixteen years ago, in 2005, um, I was doing campus ministry. I was the chaplain at Northwestern University and um, like our young people here today, we did lots of service trips. And As soon as that hit New Orleans, we kind of pivoted and and began to do um, frequent trips to New Orleans. We worked with Catholic Charities, and our basic work was to go to these homes and clean them out. Everything that had been touched by the floods, um, and then tear out all of the drywall, basically get it down to the studs so these buildings could be sanitized and and then reused. Um, It was disgusting work. (laughs) It's was hot and nasty, smelly, and we did it for years. We also saw the, the, the power of floodwaters to completely rearrange a home, a whole neighborhood. We saw the devastation of complete parts of that city. We saw the failure of social services and social systems. But we also experienced the resilience and the the pride and the faith of the people. We were down there for one of those service trips and um, one which was far after all the headlines about Katrina were long gone, but this need was still great. And so we were at church on Sunday as a group and we were recognized from the altar and introduced to people. And I'll never forget that As we were sitting there, I remember a woman turned to us and said, thank you. Thank you for not forgetting us. Not thank you for the work you're doing or the nasty stuff we've called you to do. Thank you for not forgetting us. I told that story to uh, some of our young people who are here today as they were we have a send-off mass for each one of the trips. I told that story to them, and we will, as I say, hear from some of the uh, 99 and their parents who are here with us today a little bit later. We read last week in the bulletin some reflections from the participants. We'll hear a short one from someone later t- in, the, in our liturgy today, and. And as you will hear, you're also invited across the street to 625 to um, hear more from them. Reflection on these experiences is central. It's, it's really kind of the reason for doing it. And reflection in a religious setting is religious reflection, theological reflection. And from what I picked up from last week's bulletin, the, the, the question that was asked over and over again in order to reflect was, how have you been the light? How have you seen the light in yourself, seeing the light in someone else? How have you seen the light where we have been today? To see the light inside ourselves, to see the light in others, to see the light in the world around us, and to bring that light is what we're called to do. And when we do that, of course, when we reflect on that, the implication is that we come to encounter the living God, the giver of light. Or as it says in the scripture today, in James, the father of light. Today in the the gospel and throughout the scriptures, we're told that the word of God, the law of God, the very presence of God is planted in each one of us. And we're told in James to be doers of the word and not hearers only. The secret sauce of a service trip is that doing helps the hearing. And hearing helps the doing. The first word we hear, the word we hear before we are born, the word we hear if we listen, if we're attentive as we sang in our opening hymn to the word of God and harden not our hearts is, you are not forgotten. You will never be forgotten. And we come again and again to not forget that, to remember that, that the word, the law of God is is planted in you and me and each one of us. And as it says in the scripture, it saves us. It saves us at the level of the deepest level of us when we might be doubting it. We hold tight to that word when the shadows uh, can, can try to block out the light. And there's so many ways and so many places we can think of that are shadowed in darkness. We remember it when we can be, as it says in the gospel, defiled. The defilement is really just losing focus. What can come out of us is selfishness and laziness and stinginess, a wandering eye, a wandering heart. It moves us away from what's planted within us. This law, we know, is at core and in simply said, is to love God, to love our neighbor, and, as Jesus says, ourselves. Now, the line that strikes me from Isaiah this morning is we're not supposed to add anything to that or subtract anything from that. No more and no less love God and love our neighbor. Reach out to those who are feeling unloved. Reach out to those who don't have resources. No more, no less. Love God and love our neighbor. Pretty simple. And yet, it does get complicated in application. And so we do need holy guides and wise teachers and deep reflection and, and a communion of support because loving God and neighbor and ourselves, like all relationships, they can get complicated. Jesus knows too, and he calls us and reminds us as we open ourselves to the word and to the law that this is really counter. This is counter to our internal inclinations, and it's counter cultural, counter our culture of toxic individualism. As I read the reflections from our young people in last Sunday's bulletin, I heard two young souls discovering that if you allow yourself to look for the light, if you harden not your heart and find it in you and in others, it grows brighter. The more light we allow, the more light there is. That's the economy of God. And when we fully encounter the other, even as we are searching for who we are, which is the job of young people, but young people, let me, let me assure you, we're all looking still. When we're looking for who we really, truly are. In the encounter with the other, we find out that we are together. There is no other. And the deeper we enter into that, our whole lives are a work tour, are a service trip, are a place to live out that love. And so here we are today. We come to the Eucharist. We come to the Eucharist, as I said at the beginning, we come with people gathered across the world. We come to pray into the places of darkness, in our world, in the places that are shadows in our own, our own hearts and lives. We come as a communion of the faithful. We come to remember and to give thanks and praise to God for that law, for that word, for that love that is planted so deeply within us. And if we allow it, it can grow and take over. We come together to say to God, to say to one another, thank you for not forgetting us.
1: Time now for announcements and events. Join YCP Chicago and OSP Encounter on Tuesday, September 14th for an Executive Speaker Series event featuring Jim O'Hara Young adults from all industries are invited to this free event, where you'll learn insights about the integration of faith and work and network with other young Catholic professionals from the Chicagoland area. Mass will be at 6.15 p.m. at Old St. Patrick's, and networking and the speaker's presentation will take place at 6.25 West Adams from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Free parking will be available after 6 p.m. in the 6.25 West Adams parking garage. Please RSVP at bit.ly slash ycp-encounter. Would you like to learn more about Catholicism and its traditions and practices, but simply doing an online search doesn't satisfy your curiosity? The Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults is a learning and discernment process through which adults can explore Catholicism in the midst of a community of seekers and leaders, and they can discern if becoming Catholic is where they are feeling called. Our RCIA process at Old St. Pat's will begin September 21st this year, and we'll gather via Zoom on Tuesday evenings each week to learn, pray, talk, and grow together as a community. If you're interested in participating in the RCIA process this year, or simply connecting with a member of our leadership team, please visit bit.ly slash OSP RCIA inquiry. Are you interested in the message of Laudato C? Want to be a faithful steward of our common home? OSP Green Team shares your passion and needs you. To learn more about ways to get involved, contact Kayla Jackson at kaylaj at oldstpats.org. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The homily was originally given at the 10 a.m. Mass on Sunday, August 29th by Father Ken Simpson. For more information about all resources available, visit our website at oldstpatts.org. To stay up to date with new episodes, please follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Old St. Pat's app. Find us on Twitter at Old St. Pat's and on Instagram at Old St. Pat's Chicago. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's podcast.